Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today, we're talking with our good, good friend, Steph Crowder. Yeah, Steph Crowder is a business strategist, sales expert, and host of the Courage and Clarity podcast. She helps entrepreneurs get more customers easily by working with those they already know. And in her past life, she was a director of sales training over at Groupon. Yeah, and today she's spilling all of those beans from that sales history and knowledge and talking to you about how you guys can go from crickets to customers. She's sharing a three-step formula all about problem, platform, and people. And we're just sharing hacks from what we've learned here at Boss Project and what she's learned in her own business and what we've learned in our side businesses as well and how we've taken her same sales strategies to book out group programs. So give this one a listen. You might want to grab your notebook too and jot down some information because it is truly golden. And then Steph will also give you an invitation to her amazing program that opens tomorrow. You guys can get more information for that at bossproject.com slash crickets. Hey Steph, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. I always love having you on. And I say that you guys can probably go listen to all of our Steph episodes in the very beginning is the first five minutes of being like, I love you and I love your brain and I love getting to chit chat with you. But it's true. I'm so excited when you reached out and kind of just poked me about like, hey, I'm doing this kind of launch and I'm opening up doors again. And this is kind of my favorite jam. It's my thing to do. And if I get to talk sales strategy with anyone, I love doing it with you. Your brain nerds out about it. Um, and so we're going to do that today. You have a really cool method that we're going to go over. And you guys know there's just going to be some amazing like little tricks up Steph's sleeve that she's going to whip out at you guys. She might also peer pressure you into buying a Peloton because she definitely did that to me today. <laughs> hey, I am now Peloton's newest spokesperson and that's uh-huh. fine. <laughs> we are now sponsored by Peloton. It's fine. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. But today we're talking about, and I love that you named your whole freaking program this, but like 
truly crickets to customers. Yeah. When you guys, so many of you guys are refreshing your business, refreshing your client facing work, picking up client work that maybe you got to drop the ball on last year, just because the world is different right now and you're home, but things are looking different. Your jobs are looking different. And I feel like right now, so many people are either diving in for the first time or really deciding to get laser focused on their strategies. Mm-hmm. And I think you've done some incredible things with clients and how you've grown your own business. And I know that you give that part of your brain to your students. And the whole idea of taking someone from like literally hearing crickets when they're like maybe barely pushing out their offer or not really getting clear on how they even want to serve people. You've identified a really, really fun, easy way to get clear on that. So talk to me if like, Talk for just a second if no one actually has heard of you and hasn't listened to all of your other episodes and isn't obsessed with you like I am so they can kind of understand where you're coming from. Well, let me just first say the feeling is very mutual. I'm obsessed with the two of you. And like, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, I got to make sure that I'm hanging out with you all more often because I miss you. So for me in my business, I am a business coach, but even more than that, a sales expert. So my background is in sales and sales training. I sort of cut my teeth at the company Groupon. I lived in Chicago when that company was taking off. And I was a, I like to call it a dial for dollars sales rep when I was 22 years old. I'm talking like hundred dials a day, getting hung up on like, oh, it was awful. But what was really unexpected is I fell in love with sales once I figured out how it works. Once I figured out buyer psychology and how the human brain works. And now that translates. So I became the sales, the director of sales training at Groupon. I got to travel to Switzerland where I taught sales training around the world. It was a blast. And now I bring that into what I do in my business, which is really helping people across all industries figure out how to make money in their business. I think that's the number one question I get is, okay, I have a thing I'm passionate about. I have a skill, but like, how am I going to make money? How do I, I see where I could go, but right where I am right now, I'm posting on Instagram and it's nothing. I'm trying to build an email list and nobody cares. What am I going to do to act? Like, I can't quite see how this is going to generate revenue in my business. So I literally help people, like you said, go from crickets to having paying customers. Mm-hmm. Dreamy. Well, I love that you have like such a specific sales psychology. And I think that that's generally generally oh my gosh why is that word so hard i don't understand i don't know why sales feels hard for people when like i do think it does come more naturally to certain people but the people that it comes naturally to i find that they know how to read people mm-hmm. and so like they are naturally like they have that skill but the thing that i want to like ease all your worries on is that skill can be taught. Like Mm -hmm. you can learn how to read people if that's not something that's just like baked into your DNA. And when you get that skill and you can learn to mirror and I don't know, speak, like gain that trust. Yes. Like really anything is possible. Sometimes it's scary though. Like I, some, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm too good at this. It's a little, (laughs) Oh yeah. What's the line of no, but I'm curious to dive into a little bit of what that looks like for you. Like if you were to start at the very beginning and like you were getting your first clients in the door, what are the things you would be thinking about when it does come to that sales psychology? 
Yes. And let me also just underscore what you said that I think is so important. I wasn't even going to go there. And I'm so, I'm so glad you did, which is I definitely do think selling and getting customers is something that a lot of people label as, oh, I'm not good at that. It's like math, like growing up, a lot of us women, right? We were like, oh, I'm not good at math. We were told girls aren't good at math. Very similar with selling. A lot of people go, oh, that's not me. I can't do that. And so I'm glad you said, no, this is truly a skill that you can learn. And once you crack the code on it, it actually, it's going to feel, it's stupid how easy it feels. It's Mm -hmm. like one of those things that is classically overcomplicated and it's much more intimidating than it needs to be. So we want to be selling that feels good to you. Yes. Like it's not going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's all about figuring out how to make it feel good. And the quick shift on this that I think will just like crack your willingness to do this wide open. This is the thing that really made me start to fall in love with selling is to think about that feeling that we all have of having to convince someone to do something. That is why all of us run screaming in the opposite direction from mm-hmm. selling because it goes against when you feel like you're trying to convince somebody to do something, you're going against like a society norm, right? Which is that the golden rule is do unto others what you would have done to you. How many times have you guys, I know I have walked through the mall and pretended to be on my cell phone because the perfume lady is chasing me down and I don't want to have to say no. This just happened. We're at the freaking grocery store and which we hardly ever go to these days. And so we're like masked up, got our goodies focused on. And it's like the grocery store these days is in and out. Like you get your shit go. And at the grocery store, there was an AT&T cell service rep. And uh-huh. she was like, Hey guys, what cell phone do you use? And I literally just go, no, <laughs> just answer everything. No. no. And my sweet dear husband, who's an actual kind person is like, Oh, we're on AT&T and she's AT&T. And she was like, Oh, okay. Then have a good day. And I was like, stop. No, don't talk to me. Yes. <laughs> yep. Bye. And so it's no surprise when you turn around and try to be in her position and you feel like you just don't want to do it because you've been in the shoes that it sucks to be sold to. And so what we have to do first and foremost is start to think about the difference between, I call that convincing mode. You're like, anytime you feel like I got it, what are the words that I need to say to get somebody to do the thing? And how do I, of course you're going to feel sleazy and that's normal to be in that position because that's sort of what we're taught that that's what sales is. But I want to encourage us all to start shifting from convincing mode to consulting mode. And what that looks like is the difference between forcing a fit or like forcing a sale being like, it has to be this, please buy my AT&T service. Like you know, black or white, black and white versus finding a fit. So forcing a sale, finding a fit. When you come into the conversation as like, you know what, this is a two-way street. It's collaborative. I don't have all the answers, but I want to help find something for you. That's going to get you the solution that you care about. Whoa. All of a sudden, selling is fun. It's like easy. I've seen both of you do this, both in Boss Project and your individual pursuits. It's like you're just having fun doing what you love to do. And it's because you're talking to people and you're understanding them and you're helping them find the fit that's going to work for them. There's nothing convincing about it. And that makes all the difference. It's treating it like that, that enabled me to get literally 131 members in my program in five weeks with zero sales page. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. (laughs) When you lean into what feels good and when you're, I love that finding a fit when you're just like, let's like, what do you want to do? I don't, because there are some people I was just like, yeah, it's not going to work for you or we're not going to cover that. We're not going to do this. And for every time you do that, they're like, okay, well, I'm joining anyways, because I like you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh Yeah. 
I don't know where all of us got this perception that we all have to go into our businesses, like knowing everything that we need to offer. When you approach it as a collaboration and you're talking to people and saying, Hey, I'm putting something together. I've kind of got the bones of it, but like, help me build it. I call it co-creating. You don't have to have all the answers. It doesn't make you any less of an expert that you're leaning on your people to help you craft your offer. That's where the magic is. When you start to do that, it's super fun and you make more sales. Yes. I love that. Well, and I think that's how you build a solid program because Mm -hmm. it's going to sell way more naturally if you're listening to what your audience wants and you don't try to force it and like try to like convince other people that this is what they need to be successful when they, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I do think there is a level of telling the people what they need to hear and then like actually delivering what they need, like on the other end, like I do think there's some level of, oh, you think this is what you want. So I'm going to like put that on the sales page, but PS and the back end of it, you're going to learn about this thing because you need it and you don't know you need it. Yeah. So sorry, but you've got to go through this process first. And I think that takes a level of knowing, but sometimes we're trying to like constantly convince Convinced is the key word here. Like Mm -hmm. this strategy or this process or, I mean, whatever it is, this thing you're really hung up on is like being the solution to them. If they don't see it as the solution, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because they're just going to continue to not see it as the solution. And you convincing them is going to make them be like, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one thing that really bums me out when about this whole conversation is a lot of times people will you know, try to put stuff out there, right? And they're not getting the response. And so you're naturally your first conclusion is like, oh, this is the wrong product. This is the wrong offer. Even Mm. people may even go as far as to say, I suck and I'm not cut out for this. And to me, that's so disappointing because what you just said, Abby, is hundred percent true, which is like, it may very well be the right opportunity for them, but they can't recognize it because you're not speaking their language. And so there may be nothing wrong with your offer. It may be the perfect solution, but if you're not leading with what they need to see in it, they're never going to recognize it. They're never going to become your customer. So that's definitely a huge part of the conversation. Okay. So I think this can feel, I think I'm hearing in my mind's eye, a lot of head nods, but like literally, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you fix things? And maybe even after you put it out there where you're like, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> and, and you know what? I've helped a lot of people like that where they come to me and maybe they're doing better than hearing crickets. Like they actually have had some customers, but it's felt very manual and it's felt very like- You have to work so hard for every person. Exactly. And it's certainly not to scale, right? It's certainly not at the point where they're looking at it saying, gosh, like, yes, I've had some customers, but this is not going to replace my income. So mm-hmm. let's break it down. There's kind of three sections of this and this definitely mirrors the crickets to customers framework. So the three ways are the three sort of buckets that we walk through inside of Cricket's customers when I help people on this journey are problem, platform, and people. Those are the three Ps that you have to keep in mind. These are the three things that you really need if you want to be able to go from hearing crickets to actually getting paying customers in your business. Problem, platform, and people. What that actually means is, number one, of course, really understanding not only what the problem is that you're trying to solve, but like we just said, how to explain it. What is the angle that is going to make people feel like it's the opportunity for them. Then moving into platform, which is how do you build? I'm all about building a small but mighty community. I think people are really surprised to hear that 
I know when I first started on my business journey, I thought I was going to need to have like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And you certainly can do that. That's great. But you do not need that. I've had many students of mine who have 40 people in a Facebook group sell out a group program. So we're talking small potatoes in terms of numbers, but the key is not you know, like as in many things, it's not quantity, it's the quality, it's the strength of your community that can really turn into something meaningful. And so then of course we have problem platform people. So getting the right people who are actually going to pay, that just means turning them into customers. So I thought we could kind of break down each of these, but I mean, I know you guys love a good framework and I do too, just to yes. kind of help visualize that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I had, it's just so funny to me. I had literally 40 people on my interested in uh, membership list that I sent the first email to, and then it turned into 130 plus. So yeah. it's, it's just funny to me how like, it doesn't have to be big, flashy, sexy numbers all the time. No. And in your case, Emily, with earrings, like you have the same people, many of the same people who are buying every single time. So that's a whole other can of worms is we often, very often overlook the power of repeat and the, the power of people yes. that you already have trust built with. Yes. For some reason in our minds, we always think that the next sale is out there somewhere when the reality is, you know, most good companies with like strong selling power know that it's cheaper to turn a customer into a repeat customer than it is to just drudge up a customer out of thin air. So the strength of the community is huge. And I think it's cheaper and more fun and easier to turn someone who you already know into a customer. And they might not be like your actual like relative, best friend, whatever. But Abby and I have taught countless times about how to expand your network and how to tap into your inner circle and find your influencers, find your people, who not influencers as in Instagram influencers, yeah. like your neighbor who knows a lot of people and whatever it might be. I think that that's really, really undervalued. So mm-hmm. do, you, do you touch on that in your program as well? Definitely. Yeah. And most importantly, I think people are really surprised to hear people like us talk about the fact that we do, you know, message people individually on social media or, you know, we do have individual, like I think every day, every (laughs) single day, I think there's this misconception that once you reach a certain point, it's all automated and we all love automation around here, but there's no substitute for that personal conversation. And that is covered heavily in what I teach because Mm -hmm. it's key. Yes. So let's talk about problem, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So the first step in all of this, and this is, I know a lot of people out there are like, yes, this is what I need because most people, I think this is something we're all always working on is really feeling laser focused and crystal clear on the actual problem that you're solving. I believe where people get hung up when they're trying to get started, when they're trying to really, they come to the table asking the question, what makes me stand out? Like, why would somebody buy from me? And really the answer to that question lies in what problem are you solving for people? I see a lot of advice out there about like picking a niche, right? And about like knowing what your demographic is. And it just doesn't really give you a whole lot of information about what you're going to be doing for people, right? It's like if you write down, you do an exercise and you write down that your person is 35 to 45 female and drinks like skinny vanilla lattes at Starbucks. What does that actually tell you? Right. It tells you absolutely Nothing. nothing. 
Yep. And so I would love to see people take that same energy and think about what is the actual problem that you are positioned to solve. And if you have trouble with that still, I call this filtering by problem. So for me, for example, I help people get customers. That's what I do. Like I have people who are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, male, female, and same thing for you guys, right? People come to you because they have a core problem. And so it's so much more useful to basically put out a shingle that says, Hey, if you have this problem, or if you have this desire, I'm here for you. I can be your person and allow people to come in that way. If you still have a challenge figuring out like what problem am I solving? My favorite trick for this is to think of a real person. I call this the one person test. Okay. So think of a person who you feel like you could help right now with whatever it is that you do. It could be a friend, you know, someone at your kid's school, your cousin's girlfriend's best friend, somebody that you actually, the only thing is it has to be a real human being. A real human being. Yeah. It can't be made up and it can't be your previous self. It needs to be a real person. And I'm sure as I'm even saying this for most people, like somebody starts coming to mind, like someone who you're like, I know I could help that person learn to run their first 5k. I know I could help that person get their picky eater toddler to eat. You take that one person and start to kind of pick apart. Why did that person come to mind for you? Another easy way to access this is like, if you were to clone one person a thousand times or a hundred times, who is that person that you'd like to clone? And then you can kind of really dig into why did that person come to mind for me? what made them ideal in some way. And then you can start to see, well, they have the willingness to learn. They want to run, but they don't know how. They've been sedentary, but they're hopeful. They have weight loss goals. You get the picture, right? I think it's so much easier to access what problem you're trying to solve when you can isolate a real person and then take that next step, which is dissecting that customer journey. Where are they right now? And where is it that they want to end up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Abby and I always struggled with, and we threw it out the window day one of business of like just that ideal customer or avatar, whatever, like those people don't exist. And so you're giving them all of these features and traits that aren't in an actual human being. And it's really, really hard to picture their needs, their problems, how you can serve them when you made up everything about them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's not going to bring you much insight when you're just making this up. And I know it's really tempting to like, All of us have an easier time just sitting behind our desk and typing on the computer and creating in our evil laboratory. It can be much scarier to think outside of the four walls of your office, but like the forefathers of customer research call this getting outside of the building is the term for it, which is like, you know, big companies, they get outside of their own offices and they go to the consumer and they seek to understand and they look at the data. So even though we're itty bitty moms and pops out here, we got to do the same thing. We really have to take the time to understand what's the problem in, as Abby said, in their words, not our words, because there's definitely a gap between those two things, Mm -hmm. understanding the words they use so that they can recognize, oh yeah, that's the problem I have. And that's the person I want to go with. Well, and I think sometimes even if we know what the problem we're solving is, I think we go and like lose sight of like the most important part of the problem or like Mm -hmm. the specific way they word the problem or like their first thought instead of their last thought. Like, cause just sitting here thinking about my group coaching program and my wellness business, I'm like, well, all of them want to lose weight. And it's like, well, that's not the actual problem. The problem is that they've dieted and they're over dieting and they just want to throw it all out the window and like live a little healthy lifestyle. Sure. They'd love to lose weight, but really they're just tired of the culture that they've been indoctrinated into. And it's like, Oh, like 
I mean, I know this, but like yeah. focusing on who cares about the weight loss? Like, that's not what we're talking about here. Like the side effect of addressing the actual problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Address the actual issue. And when you do that, I think it can like bleed over into all these things. Like you can go on a rant about it on Instagram stories. You can do a post talking about how you used to feel like they feel like, I mean, I know like it builds out all these things that build trust and relatability. Cause if I've learned anything about sales is people need to feel like you get where they're at yes. and like, can guide them on the next step. When they start to have this like disconnection of like, oh, well, they're so far ahead or like, yes. I could never be like them. Like then it, cause we actually had this. Well, I was going to say spoiler alert. Like if you think that's your problem right now, you can fix it. Cause we mm-hmm. did. Yeah. It was our problem for a while. We had a huge disconnect and then we addressed it and we got back to our consumers and customers and clients and students and members actual problem right. and yes. addressed it. And we yes. like truly 180 our business. So for sure. can be done. This, so this is called the expert's dilemma and everybody out there should assume that they have it. This is just yeah. something all of us have, right? Because the reason you want to teach the thing you want to teach is because you have some level of mastery. The word expert scares people, but even if it's like you are a few steps down the path, that's a few steps farther than your customer is going to be. Mm-hmm. And because you have those few steps, this gap widens between you. So you're at point B, they're at point A at the starting block and the language the two of you use are going to be different. So mm-hmm. we have to be careful because if we, weight loss is a great example because I have people inside of Crickets to customers who will come to me and say, I don't want to teach weight loss. I want to help people feel confident. I want to empower people to be healthier. And everybody's just telling me they want weight loss. And they get really frustrated about that because they, like you just said, Abby, they know it's not really about the weight, but the customer who's just starting, that's what they're talking about. That's on the surface, right? Is is the weight. And so I wasn't going to share this because it is a a crickets to customers sort of insider lesson, but I'll share it here just because it's so relevant inside of crickets to customers, we call this sneaking spinach into smoothies. And this was motivated by when I wrote this module, my daughter was two and Emily, you get it. Like when they're two years old, they don't want to eat their vegetables. You can take a broccoli cheese tater tots. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Sneaking the broccoli into the tater tot. Mm -hmm. You can put broccoli on a plate. You can put spinach on a plate and you can say to your two-year-old, oh my gosh, honey, it's got so many good vitamins and minerals. It's going to make you big and strong. Like, please, eat it. You know damn well that two-year-old is there's nothing, there's nothing you can say to get them to eat that, right? So how do you both win? Well, you have to take the favorite foods, the banana, the peanut butter, the yogurt, mix it up in a blender. Yes, throw in the spinach. Okay. So they're getting the things they need. So they're still getting what they want. You're not like pulling a fast one on them. They're getting the flavor profile that they like, but they're also getting the things that are actually going to make their body feel good. I'm not saying our customers are toddlers, not by any means, but but we do know that what they think they want is a delicious smoothie. What we know they need is you got to have some spinach in there. So most of the times my customers will come to me and be like, oh my God, I've been selling a heaping pile of spinach and that's okay. You just have to figure out how to get the smoothie in there too. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, like, I think we can get on these high horses about like what we do. Yep. And then we were like too proud or too whatever to like say the thing that they actually want because that's not what we want for them. Yes. It's like, 
if that's what they want and you're in business, then why are you running from the thing they say they want? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, yep. Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Let's move yeah. on to the second thing so we can try to get all of these in. What was it? Platform? Platform. Yeah. Platform's next. So once you feel pretty clear on your problem, you're like, okay, I've thought of my one person. I've thought about their journey. I'm kind 
kind of filtering by problem. I am here for a person who wants to do, you know, have this outcome. You can move on to platform. And platform is the stage where we do start to hone in on building that small but mighty community. And that's really the name of the game. Like we're not going for thousands upon thousands, although you may very well get there and that'll be fantastic. Life will be even easier then. But for the time being, you're looking to just start collecting your group of people who are going to rally around one core. And I know you guys, like you wrote the book on this, one core piece of valuable content. You may have like tons of like podcast episodes and you may have all different kinds of things going on. But typically in many businesses, there's often like one like cornerstone concept or one thing that everybody who's in the community kind of speak in the same language. Like there's just little things inside of Boss Project that you would only know if you were a listener of the podcast or if you have been through a five days to launch challenge or something like that, right? So you're creating community with this sort of like insider valuable content. For me, this was my my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it makes people feel like they've found their home, right? And that's Mm -hmm. why you end up with loyal customers. So I call this a community anchor. For me, it was my 15 minute planner method. It was, you know, my free guide that I created that helps people sit down one time for 15 minutes, plan out their whole week. And you'll see in my community, we talk about, and I've talked about it here on the podcast, we talk about rocks and pebbles and sand, and you would only get that if you were part of my community. So now that you understand the problem of your people, you can start to ask yourself, what's one step that they could take right now that's going to make them say, oh my gosh, I'm actually like, I'm up off the couch. Like I may not be running a 5k yet, but holy crap, I just walked to the stop sign and I've never done that before. How do you get them to actually take those first few steps? And how do you build community for the people who are going further than they've ever gone before? Because when they take those first action steps, it builds trust with us. And that's just that one step closer to actually getting them to want to work with you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, and if you've gotten them inside your circle by having the collaborative conversation, I feel like this is also the opportunity where those good words and quick win testimonies start to pour in because if they feel good about being there, they didn't have to be convinced to be there. You've addressed them with a problem. They're starting to take small, tiny steps of seeing action. Mm -hmm. Like, the response that like when we started actually focusing on that, Abby started collecting like all of our testimonies in Google Docs. How many pages is the shop one now? I don't I don't know. A lot. A lot of pages. <laughs> pages. Like it's insane. Yep. And so I think like I know like we talk about this not just within this method, but a lot of methods where it's like follow it, like just do it, like do the things that we're suggesting to you to do because each step has a greater effect than you think that it might. It's not just achieving that one thing. It's going to enable you to get testimonies, to get referrals, to get amazing reviews. It's going to like keep people longer and like have lower churn. If you have a membership, like there's so many side effects of making decisions like these Mm -hmm. um, that you can't even maybe see now. Now I'm curious with this anchor, do you feel like the anchor always has to be on the free side or do you feel like it can be like your first piece of content that like you indoctrinate with them once they're a paying customer? You know, it's funny you ask this because I feel like I'm, if you had asked me even six months ago, I would have been like, no, 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 it's got to be free. But I sort of feel like the tide, I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with this. I think the tides are turning a little bit in this online space. Like we are seeing more low price point products that are 
powerful and are getting people into an ecosystem to start to build community, I absolutely think it can be done. Um, what I was going to say next that ties so well into this is because I know this is the step that a lot of people get stuck on. They're like, okay, I know what I want to do for people, but like, I can't get anybody to pay attention. How do I build community? The number one, we talk about, you know, the formula for how to create a really compelling community anchor, whether it is free or paid. But if I could just say one thing that I think sets apart, like the reason I don't call this a lead magnet is because it's elevated. It's stronger than a lead magnet. And the thing that makes it stronger is action. I know you guys agree with this, like getting your people to actually do something, take a step that they haven't taken before. That's what makes it compelling. That's what makes people obsessed with you and your community. It's making them feel something or do something that they haven't done before. A lot of times you'll see people giving away free PDFs and free guides. And it's like, you know, it doesn't really take them in a particular direction. It's just sort of like, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like, it doesn't lead with an action at all. It's like how to be healthy or something like that. Like right. the how to be healthy well, guide. Think, yeah. A lot of those are like my resource list for X, Y, Z or whatever. You're like, oh, yes. 10 steps to blah, but like you need to get a yeah. win. And I think the win yes. is what's ultimately going to prove that everything else you do is gotta be amazing. Cause you've got this win so early on with this small, but mighty thing that you like you them to take action. 2017. So yeah, for sure. Trello mm-hmm. for business, hands down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great point. I hadn't even thought of that, but that's an excellent point. And it's so funny because when you're in your community and everybody who has Trello for business, they are talking in their own language. Like there's things yes. that you would only know if you've come in through that door. And to me, that's what makes the community so strong mm-hmm. is because it's like you found your people, like everybody's talking the same language and yes. that makes it that much stronger and it makes people just build that trust with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Let's move on to the final one, which is, okay, maybe this is my favorite one. They're all going to be my favorite, but <laughs> people, 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 people. Yes. And I know this is a, a big question for everyone too, is sort of like, all right, like I'm sitting here blogging, I'm posting on Instagram. How is this ever going to turn into a customer? So one of the things, and like, this is where I just love talking to you guys. Cause I'm thinking of all these things and I'm like, I know we're aligned on this one and this one, and we're definitely aligned on this one too. This is the part where we tell people the sometimes harsh reality check that you got to start one-on-one or and or in small groups, right? Mm-hmm. Before, like I talk to so many people who are like, I'm developing a mini course or I'm Got developing it. a product. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's like, great. Like I would love for you to launch that course. I would love for you to have an email funnel and a sequence and all these fancy things. That's great. Facebook ads, et cetera. But before you can do that, we got to get you walking through this framework a few times over with individuals. My favorite way to do that. And what I teach inside crickets to customers is through a small group program, just because then you're extending that community that you've already built and you're testing out the frameworks that can ultimately turn into so many things. Mm -hmm. Some of my students have gone on to create, like just start charging more and more for their group programs. Mm -hmm. Some of them have taken that and spun up a course that has done really well. Others have come up with totally other random stuff just based on the success of their group program. But for me, like before Crickets to Customers ever existed, I ran it as a group program four different times. And what ends up happening is what goes into something like a course is informed by all of the things that you learn by working with real people. And I know this was true for you guys too. Like you didn't go developing strategy, academy, creative template shop, none of this stuff before you'd had the experience of walking people through what they actually needed to learn. So 
Yeah. You doing it yourself and then you teaching someone else to do it are two completely different things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest lesson. Like, it's not that I need to learn it again, but it showed itself to me again within my maker community of, I started it just shy of being a year into having my own physical product-based business and started it. It's a small, it's small as an 130. I didn't expect that many people, but it's a small group program. There's like 80-ish people who are in the business side specifically. So it's smallish, but like I'm teaching in there and I'm doing lives and I'm posting like long form blog posts. And within me, again, with them collaboratively, I'm identifying, oh, this is actually a good first step. Oh, this is actually a good yes. thing to teach you X, Y, Z, whatever. I don't even, I couldn't have known what those were to actually identify it. Sometimes I'm doing stuff that I don't even know what I'm doing until I'm looking at the results and saying, okay, here's what actually worked. Mm-hmm. And so like, I've done this from day one, the very first course I ever sold. It was I'm going to learn how to do this while getting paid doing this. Exactly. You're demonstrating it perfectly. And, you know, this like, you know, maker circle that you're doing and Abby, for you, Jumpstart, both of these things, like if we look at them in five years, they may very well be some big, beautiful, branded, like automated course. And people are going to forget, or maybe they won't have witnessed what it looks like today, which is literally, you know, Emily setting up the iPhone at night with her glass of wine, teaching people how to make earrings. Okay. Like that's what you do in the beginning. And you said it so well, which is that you can't possibly know what needs to go into a more automated evergreen situation until you've taken real people by the hand. That's what happened when I was doing my group programs is I would go, God, we get to step three and everybody has the same question. If I have to answer this question one more time, I'm going to jump off a building. Great. That needs to be a module in your course. Yeah. It's like, oh, instead of like freaking out, like then it needs to be a video or then you need to like explain it or like start to edit the thing. I've always been, it's interesting to me that this has come up because we did clients first and then we started building courses. But like, I think we would have seen more success more quickly if we had worked with clients and then we did a small group program that like translated into a course. Yes. Because I think there's so much power in like the beta version where it's like not perfect. Kind of did, but then we ignored those people. Like we had that beta, like we had that course for a full year. That was tiny. We We just we were all over the place. Like Like, please ignore our work history because it is not what I would tell people. Because what I can tell you now, developing something all over again, is that like it is not polished perfect super professional, but like I have redone aspects of it. Yes. 70 times. And like, I'm not mad that I've done that because it keeps improving it. And like the results follow because people see how that it would work for them. Well, I love all of this. And I know people are going to be like, oh, like I, this was not enough. I like, I need to dive in. How do I actually do all of these things? Well, spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure Steph's launching a program called Crickets to Customers, which opens weird. What, tomorrow? Tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what that looks like and we'll let you know where you can head to find out. 
Yes, guys, this is about to be like my favorite time of year because I offer inside of crickets to customers. I do an eight week boot camp with my students. And so that is going to be starting the doors open tomorrow, September 4th. And we will be starting our eight week boot camp on Monday, September 14th. And so what that looks like is I take you by the hand and walk you through all the modules over the course of eight weeks. There's coaching every single week. The community is incredible. I mean, I went out on maternity leave for four months and didn't even come in the community at all during that time. And everybody was so chatty, taking care of each other. It's a really special place. And one thing that's really neat too, is when you come into crickets to customers, you are a crickets to customers student for life. So that means that when I I do these boot camps two times a year, as of right now. So when I do the next one, you can come join that. We'll have new students doing this. We'll have alumni students. So that's kind of cool too. people who've been through it and have seen the results will come through it again because I always like to add some new content every time I do this and I'll be updating it every time, which I am this time, which is really exciting. And so I would love to have the opportunity to go much deeper with you guys over the next eight weeks. And yeah, it's going to be a party. It's really fun. Well, if you want to hear more about what that program looks like, you can go to bossproject.com slash crickets and get rid of those crickets. We're going to turn those into customers. Okay. Get them out of here. Not in your business. <laughs> okay, where else can people hang out with you? You have a podcast, so obviously our listeners need to head right on over and subscribe to that. And I, you're hanging out on Instagram these days too. Yes. Yeah. My podcast is called Courage and Clarity. You can listen to it wherever podcasts are played. You guys have been on before. I should actually have you back again soon. It's always fun when you come by my show too. And then I'm on Instagram at Courage and Clarity, all spelled out. Awesome. Thank you, Steph, so much for being here. Thank you guys for having me. It's always so fun. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.